Welcome to the No Clue Podcast, episode 174. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. We're here to talk about playing games. The playoffs are finally set. Yeah. Finally here. Yes, exciting. It was a great season, by the way. I, I think yeah. a lot of people... Team, um, the league kind of settled back to normal after all the nonsense before. It did. It definitely did, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, I think... You could look at it uh, two different ways. It could be either a great season because other guys are stepping up, becoming stars. Like, this is a real transitional season for stars. Uh, or you could say it's a bad season because we don't have, you know, the best player in the league in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> injuries are always tough. Like, that always makes shit unpredictable. But yeah, I, I do think, like... With there's so much more star power in the league now, there is. There but is. the play style is like for for basketball purists, it's kind of messy. Mm-hmm. It is. Definitely is. Um. <laughs> you know what I I realized the Lakers are the only team with multiple top seventy five like the NBA seventy five players on there, and they have three of them. So they didn't great. even make the play in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They're they're an utter failure, by the way. <laughs> no no other explanation. I agree. They've been agree. Uh, we're not even gonna talk about the there's been more stuff coming out from there since our last podcast. Yeah. That's it's just an utter disaster. Yeah, we'll get get into that when it's less couldn't uh, even imp- couldn't even fire their coach right. Less important things. Yeah, that was. Right. I hate when coaches get fired before their actual last game. I hate that every time. Every time they do that, they do it a lot though. Like I'm, I know I'm fired, but I'm gonna go out here and just coach this game. Why? I don't think I would even do it if I was a coach. Pick somebody else to coach. Let's yeah. sit out. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, first playing games, Cleveland and Brooklyn, and uh, the Clippers and the Timberwolves. Um, which one do you want to start with? Just go in order? Yeah. Okay. Um, Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving looked fantastic against Cleveland. I got to start with, you You were like a prophet on the home court prediction. Because oh, they oh, got it. Yeah, they yeah. got it with the last game. Yeah. They got it last game, and it it showed. Yeah, and I knew that would be a major, major upside for them. All their energy and effort guys played great. Yep. Bruce they Brown, did. Drummond, uh, I thought were great in their roles. Yep, Patty came in there, did did well. Nick Claxton played great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Seth, I mean, Seth, Seth almost not. almost pulled a Tony Snell in that game. Yeah, he did not. <laughs> That's why I said all the energy and effort guys. He's more of a, like a skill guy. Yeah, he did not play well at all. Thirty-three minutes, zero points. He was really out there bricking too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bruce Brown, nineteen shots. I, I mean, he, he got excited. In shots. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it showed after the game that he was excited. Yeah, yeah. But I like, you know, we've talked about it last year. He's he's a unique offensive player. He is. 
and he has kind of he's really comfortable playing against guys bigger than him. Mm-hmm. He attacks guys bigger than him. He doesn't really struggle to finish through them. Mm-hmm. He is a floater, which is not really something you expect from him. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of he's kind of a lost like playstyle essentially. Yeah, he plays he he the way he plays, you forget how big he is yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. Cuz sometimes he plays like he is a power forward even though they throw him in there at yeah. power forward, but he's really like point guard height. But at the same time, he's their like center in most of their plays. I know, yeah. It's, he's it's the role guy all the time, and it works really well. It does. It does. Um, I don't. The Goran Dragic, uh, Dragic pickup is still just strange to me. Hopefully, I see like why they did it. Eventually, I mean, he's but not a bad fit. It. He's not a bad fit because you know he he's a smart player, been around. But he's like a he's like a tool that is useful that you just never are gonna actually need to use, right? In your toolbox, like if they need Goran Dragic to step up, they're probably gonna lose the game. Like they're in really bad shape, to me. I, I could see that, yeah. Um, anyway, to the the Cavs, tough loss. Uh, it is what it is. I don't have much to say about them in the first game. I feel bad because. Like, Kyrie Irving was unstoppable. Yeah, he was. I mean, guys were, like, there. Guys were, I mean, under him at one point, And yeah. it didn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. The shots he made were just... I mean, he was, what? He didn't miss in the first half, right? Yeah, I think he hit his first Like, nine ten shots. shots. Nine or ten yeah. shots. That, that was insane. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. And, like, Garland got into the game as, as it went on. Mm-hmm. But it just took him too long. Yeah, it did. And they were also missing Jared Allen, so it was hard to stop. That's why Bruce Brown gets to go off. Yep. Yep. So. And Claxton. Exactly. Um. Yeah, and Garland looked really, really good, and he kind of showed that Kyrie, no matter how well Kyrie's playing, he's still going to give up a good game on the other end. Always. Even though Garland didn't shoot well, he's still... State aggressive. I mean, he he's emerging as the clear leader of this team. I, yeah, I guess I always this season I always looked at him as the best player, but I didn't really look at him as a leadership uh, component for their team. And I think in the last stretch of the season and then the playing games, I think he really has made that um, step forward as the guy on the team. Yeah, and and the Cavs have done a good job. Uh... Something I was thinking about with Rondo out there, like, they've had veteran guards throughout these last couple years. Yeah. To really to really kind of ease the transition of the, some of their draft picks. And it shows. I mean, Sexton has exceeded all expectation. Garland's doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for Mobley to get some swagger in his game. I'll, I'll talk about that more when we yeah, talk about the second game. Yeah. But Okay. Um, Clippers and Timberwolves. <laughs> Greatest celebration after a game ever. Yeah, very excited. The confetti, it was all there. Uh, yeah, I, I thought the the arena made it excessive, but I <laughs> yeah, had no did. problem. I had no problem with the players like crying or being like you know 
getting on the, the scorer's table. I didn't either. I, I want every either. team to be that competitive. I know, yeah. I yeah. want every team to be that happy to be an eighth seed. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we've talked about it a lot, how guys take the shit for granted. Yeah. None of that in Minnesota, and I love that. Yeah. The, <laughs> the arena and then the <laughs> them playing, like, the music and stuff, one shining moment and all that stuff yeah. on TV. Yeah. That was too bad. Yeah. Hearing it, like, I remember somebody was recapping all the shit that happened after the game. Yeah. And I was just like, man, it is a lot of, like, <laughs> a lot of random shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially maybe off a series, I get it, but a, a game, that's, that's that was, it Literally wasn't March Madness, okay? <laughs> Literally one game. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this, y'all act like it's March Madness. I, I don't know about all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we both were impressed with how the Clippers looked after this game, even in a loss, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, Paul George shot like trash in the beginning of the game, and then the third quarter, fourth quarter, he was, you know, PG almost MVP PG at that point. Um. It, the Clippers find a way that everyone who goes out there contributes in some some way. They found a, find a way to do that every single night. Their ball movement uh, is so good. It is. So it is. good. And it's been like, I hate to say it, but since Kawhi's been out, it's been flawless. He can't wait to come back and put an end to it. <laughs> right. I can see it in his eyes. Right. Right. Wow, they're but moving they, the ball. Can't wait to stop that. Their problem is... They don't match up well with a lot of teams because they're so small. You think they're small? They're not. They play small. Yeah, I was gonna say they, they're not very small. They, they got play a lot of small. Guys. Outside of Zubach, to me, everybody else plays small. It's always yeah. perimeter. All their shots are perimeter oriented. Right. They have a lot of forwards that play like guards. Like yes. they have guys who would play big if they were playing guard but are not big if they're playing power forward and it seems like Ty Lue like rotates everyone at power forward at one point of the game yeah and it's like I don't know if it's because they signed so many wings but it almost feels like everybody just plays wing out there mm-hmm. everybody's just out there to drive a kick yeah and then or mm-hmm. or to take open shots I'm like I just I feel like some guys have to do different things at the same time. Yeah, or some guys just shouldn't be like like Batum should never drive and kick. I would rather Batum just drive and score. Like I don't want him kicking or just not drive. Like it, not everyone on the team's game is drive and kick. And that and that yeah. makes it kind of messy at times. Like Marcus Morris again is not a drive and kick guy, not a driver, not a He's kicker. So I hate playing him. I hate playing him like just a, like a spot up specialist. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, he had a whole bag in Boston at one point. In New York, he was like a all star caliber in yeah, New York for that now, one year. And on the Clippers, he's just a floor spacer. Yeah, I'm like dude, he's not fucking Maurice Spates. <laughs> like he can expose wings. <laughs> <laughs> granted, granted, Maurice Spates' shooting percentage was lights out, all right? If, 
I'm laughing because he really does look like Maurice Spates out there. He's Big just, Mo. he's always spacing out. He's always taking the shot off the help. And yeah. now, and now I don't know why he thinks he's like one of the elite shooters, but he seems yeah. to think like contests don't matter. I could still get it up. Yeah. And the, they don't exploit mismatches well when they do the drive and kick thing. No. Because that's one thing Morris is good at is if you get a guard on him, he's going to get a bucket. But then they don't like set enough screens to ever get mismatches. No. Like they just go in transition and just hope somebody like picks up the wrong guy yeah. in transition because of, you know, because they have to. So. You know what else I don't like? I don't like that they just expect. Reggie Jackson to be great. They don't really like. They don't do anything for him to play well. Yeah, they just expect him to spark up instead of. Yeah, they yeah. expect him to do what like sixth man roles do, but with the starters. Right, and, and I, it's that's... very inconsistent because some nights he looks great, and then other nights I'm like, like, why is he not touching the ball, or why does he have the ball the whole time? Right. No balance. Right. And the the reason why he's such a good six man is because he's used to coming in and, like, the offense having to run through him, like, r- right away. But now, like you said, he he starts, and the offense really isn't for him in the beginning of the game. And then they just hope that he just takes over for, like, small momentum stretches, and that's just not what he does. I mean, they really don't have a point guard on the entire roster. No, they don't. Um, and a lot of the problems, as I thought about it, because we talked about them a little bit more. Yeah. Um, they do come from the fact that there's no. I love Paul George, but he's not an on-court leader. No, he's not. He he he's a participator. Like he he eats when the team eats. He's really good, so sometimes he eats on his own. But it's never really like. He never really controls the game. Yeah, no floor generalship on the yeah. on the roster at all. Yeah. I really only saw that when he was with Russ, surprisingly. That he was the general? Yeah, I, I don't know yeah. if I saw that. I don't I'm not sure if I saw that really anywhere else. That I mean that <laughs> Damien murdered them in that series, but that that team was a really good team. Like they were yeah. really on their way to being, yeah, uh, dangerous in the West. And Paul George is just pandemic P. You know, does what he does best is just yes. ruin franchise, leave unannounced, and and end end it on a fucking like on a James Harden shooting night always. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's talk about the Timberwolves. How do you think they won this game? Um. Anthony Edwards. Yeah. I mean, he's look, I like their rotation. I think it's kind of underrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, obviously, Pat Bev's a good energy guy. I like the McDaniels guy. Yeah. He's got good size, shoots the ball well. All their guys are physical, too. Yeah. They Every are. guard wing they put in the game is really physical, really tough, hustles. Mm-hmm. The culture has been established. Yeah, I agree. Finally. I mean, their deloading was great. Yep. Controlled the game, was was never really taking awful shots, played to his strengths. Played really efficient, which he 
rarely has right. done in the past. Right. But he kind mm-hmm. of, like, he's been forgotten because he was elite with the Nets. He was. And that wasn't that long ago. And people act like that, that's, like, never going to happen again. But he's capable. Like, like two years ago. <laughs> right. Three years ago, I think. Right. Yeah. I, um... They're one, they're one piece away to me. What, what piece? Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> Focusing the fuck up. <laughs> Other, like, you think they should, do you think they could add something to this team when you say that? I mean, one yeah, piece yeah, they could. Obviously, honestly, I, I think they could, but. They definitely need some more vets. They need a little bit more stability also. All the guys I named that I liked don't play consi- – like, they don't produce consistently. Yeah, that's, that's so true. So you're, you're very, like, high and low as far as how good you look as a team. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I mean, I made this point to you after the game. What has Carl Anthony Towns gotten better at in the last five years besides shooting the ball? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> but the thing is – and. This is kind of hyperbole, but he didn't have any weakness, like major weaknesses in his game. It's just, he just had to do them every night. You know what I mean? Like, he could always shoot. He was always super athletic. He was always, um, his footwork was great. He was a pretty good shot blocker. But he would only do, like, one of five of his strengths a night. Or maybe two. That's, That's what I'm saying. He needs to focus up. Yeah, he does. He, like too many times he doesn't go he doesn't go out there and say I want to be the best player on this court. Right. I mean he's, he's just hacking like you're already in foul trouble. It's it's like at this point it's costing us the game and we're still hacking. Did he have he had four in the first half, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think he fouled out in like the end of the third or like right in the beginning of the fourth. And and Anthony Edwards is the second-year player. Yeah. Like, that would not surprise game. me at all if that was Anthony Edwards doing that. Right. He had four fouls. Carl Anthony Towns has been in the league for, like, a long time. Yeah. He's been in the playoffs. He may be the most, he may be the most seasoned player on the roster. I wouldn't be he? surprised at all by that. Other than, other than Pat, you know, Pat Bev. Right. Um, yeah, Towns, this is what's kind of strange, and it's kind of funny that the Clippers and Timberwolves matched up. The Timberwolves have a bunch of bigs that play like guards. Obviously, Towns wants to be a guard. Jaden McDaniels is a, you know, has height, and he's really a guard. Nas Reed likes to step out, hit some jump shots, takes a lot of threes. I like Nas Reed a lot. And Jared Vanderbilt... He doesn't really play like the guard spot, but he's really agile, and he he likes to handle the ball. He likes to check wings, so it, it's kind of funny. All their guys play; their big guys play like guards, and then the Clippers, their guards are playing like big guys. So, yeah. I just I, I I do think Towns has a weakness, and it's kind of like a specific thing. Mm-hmm. He's so bad at positioning. Mm, yeah. Like, he can't seal anybody. He can't move people. Mm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he's strong driving to the basket, 
but he yeah. never he's never able to back people like some of the stronger players at least. Yeah. He's never really able to get a position advantage on them. Yeah, that's the weak core, weak center of gravity. Yeah, he doesn't like weak like base almost. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's all in your in your leg strength how you can seal people, but he just right. doesn't have that. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He's not good at that at all. And that's why he You're starts right floating. Mm-hmm. That's why he starts floating. That's why he wants to pop on every fucking pick and roll. Guys make him catch it way outside of the paint. Exactly. Like short corner, he exactly. catches it there a lot. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. The Timberwolves, I think they have a really good roster. Torian Prince is going to be back um, in this first round for them. Uh, good win. Very good win. They're playing, uh, well, we'll get into the matchups in a little, in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Charlotte and Atlanta. Anything to say? <laughs> I didn't want to yell today, to be honest. But just thinking about this game pisses me off. Why? I mean, Charlotte, what the what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, they they were all, they were abysmal. They were really bad. The first half was like disgusting on <laughs> everyone's honestly. part. Everybody, yeah. other than P.J. Watt, the only guy they gave him good minutes in the first half was P.J. Washington. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if that was my first time watching them all year, I'd think that LaMelo or Bridges missed the whole year because they, they look like they don't ever play together. Yeah. Which is like, what what is going on? LaMelo comes out taking – thinks he's Trey Young. He's mm-hmm. taking awful threes. He's turnover prone. He's making bad decisions, and he's just forcing shit. He's one of those guys you can bait him into playing one on one with your best player. And you know what killed me is like by he did an all star game, right? I mean, um, yeah. But by early second quarter, he's crying to the refs. Yeah, like, they were down. Again, how much? A lot, right? <laughs> they were down a lot, but Trey Young, like. <laughs> Trey Young is a superstar. He carries the team. He's proven that, like, he has the entitlement to do some of those things. Yeah. And that's weaknesses in his game. Mm-hmm. But Trey Young is going off most of the time. He's not playing like garbage and doing that. Right. He's leading the league in total points and assists. Yes. yes. <laughs> so and he I, could do that. I was just shocked at how awful LaMelo looked. Yeah. And it, it was just clear that he was forcing it. He, like, wanted to have a great game. Mm-hmm. And then Bridges lost all composure at one point. <laughs> at the last point of the game for Right, him. the game is over, <laughs> and Bridges yeah. just loses his mind. Yeah. They look terrible, man. And Terry Rozier was nowhere to be found. Surprise. They... They... It acted, they acted like they had a brand new coach for this game. Because, like, the way they played, you would think that they didn't know, like, who was on their roster. Like, it was a pickup yeah, game. Exactly. Like, they just picked up all these guys. They've never played together. They've never seen Terry exactly. Rozier get 30 before. They've never seen LaMelo pass. Kelly Oubre, like, they've had him all year, and I haven't seen them use him correctly once. Did you see them run a play for Miles Bridges, honestly? No. 
not one time did I see them try to get Miles Bridges a good shot. They didn't try to get anyone a good shot. No. Terry Rozier has to, like, steal good shots. Like, when, you know, he has to create his own shot, but he shouldn't have to do that every time. Every time he wants a shot. Yeah. Or they give him, like, a weird, like, a corner three that is mildly contested. Like, the play gets him a corner three that people can get out to. It's just... This is bad, man. I mean, easily Lamello, the worst chemistry I saw the entire play in. Lamelo shot fourteen threes. He was twenty eight percent from the field and from the three point line. Minus thirteen. Terry Rozier was minus twenty nine. I mean, five like, turnovers. Steph Curry doesn't even get up fourteen a lot of nights. <laughs> no, he doesn't. If he does, he hits more than four of them. <laughs> Anyway, he made the first one, I remember, a little fluke bounce that just said, I'm jacking him tonight. Yeah. And it was just Miles, Miles Bridges was minus 30. Ejected. Uh, four fouls. 0 for 4 from the three-point. Melo got in foul trouble, too. Yeah. To start the game. I'm like, come on, dude. Not like this. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas was the only one that wasn't minus on the entire roster. <laughs> and he was zero. He wasn't minus or I feel bad. I, I thought their rotation guys tried. They did. I thought Montrezzo came out there and plays like he usually plays. Like yep, I Jaylen said, Washington. McDaniels played well. Yeah, McDaniels, the uh, the twin, played well. Yeah, Martin. Um, Martin, yeah. Which one is he, Cody? or? They have Cody, yeah. Cody. He didn't score, but... He came out there with some energy. Energy He's guy got steals, got yeah, got turnovers, yeah. man. He, yeah, it was just it was messy, very messy. <clears throat> it was messy. I've never seen a team that has a guy like Terry Rozier or like Bridges that they've seen have good games and not not even try to get them good shots, not even try to get them open, not even try to help them you know, get going at all. Yeah. This this was, again, outside of the role players, everybody looked bad here. They did. And, and I think this kind of falls to me on the immaturity of LaMelo to an extent. Not saying that he's, not saying that they lost because of him, but I think the immaturity of him played a big part in why all the issues we just named happened. Because, most point guards would say, "All right, let's get Terry open. Let's play this. Let's run this play. Whatever it is, Bridges. I'll drive to his side, kick it out to him. He's gonna be open. Something like that." They didn't do any of that. Yeah, and, and they just the cherry on top was coming out in the second half of a game you're already pretty much getting blown out in. Yeah, and letting Atlanta's worst starter go off or worst offensive starter go off. Yeah, who's that herder? Hunter. Oh, Hunter? Oh, yeah, that's right. He did have a really good third quarter, didn't he? Yeah, he, he, he finished like eight, with 22. 22. Yeah, I think he, he had like give, 13 in that quarter. I think, yeah, something if he like can that. give him 22, yeah. Atlanta's legit at that point. But yeah, I was just like, yo, like he really was open whole first half, didn't shoot it well, and we're just <laughs> not going to change anything. Yeah. He's a starter, for God's sakes. Like, come on. Right. That was just bad. He, he didn't hit them early. They're never going to fall. Like, 
everyone knows you keep shooting, they're gonna start falling. They and they made everyone look good. They made Timothy uh, TLC made him look great. Delon Wright came in and looked great for them. Yeah, for I really liked how Wright played. Yeah, so. I don't have much to say about Atlanta for that game. They played great. They played up to their potential to me. Um, and without John Collins and Lou Will, I mean, their starters just looked fantastic against Charlotte's, and they're really not that much better. Yep, I completely agree. All right, moving on. San Antonio versus the Pelicans. Spurs and Pelicans. I don't have much to say here either. Nah. See, like Charlotte, I was disgusted with. San Antonio yeah. is just not good. This is uh, all credit to DeJounte Murray and Greg Popovich this year. The fact that this team made the plan is just fantastic. The fact that this team got the 10th seed is fantastic. Because they by far have the worst roster in the entire NBA. They have to. I mean... I mean Go ahead. All, all I'll say, because like you said, not much to discuss. If that wasn't a glaring advertisement that Jakob Pertle isn't a starter, <laughs> I mean, then you must have only seen his floaters, because I, I saw a lot more than that. The problem is he, he plays like he plays, and then he finishes with 16 and 9. So it looks... I know. You know, in the stat book, it looks cool, but um, they got the nerve to play him like a defensive anchor. Yeah, that shit is. And then they wonder why they are in shootouts every night. Yeah, I mean Murray had to put up literal MJ numbers. Literal (laughs) MJ numbers. I'm not exaggerating. (laughs) People should keep that in mind. DeJounte Murray did something that only Michael Jordan has done before uh, with his stats. The and that tenth was seed. Average 20 plus, 8 plus rebounds, 8 plus assists, and 2 plus steals. Only him and Michael Jordan have ever done that. Insane. And it carried the Spurs to the 10th seed. And I want everyone to know that that's the only reason they're in the 10th seed. And they were really because. only the 10th seed because they were a little bit less awful than the Lakers. Right. Not by much. Right. I mean, no disrespect, man, but Josh Primo, you're not ready. You're just not ready. I thought Keldon Johnson didn't look ready. (laughs) And he's shown to be ready before. And he played in the Olympics. Exactly. Played for our Olympic team and wasn't even ready. Yeah. Vassal, he played great, but... They couldn't stop anything. Not one person on here could make a really good stop on defense. No. Josh Richardson looked good for them, though. I will say that. Josh Richardson looked very good. But, again, it's just random. Lonnie Walker looked good for a minute, then looked awful for another minute. Yeah. As he usually does. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they made C.J. McCollum look like a, a no-question Hall of Famer. They made him look top 75. <laughs> yeah, they look like his handle, like he has the top three handles package in the league. They did, yeah. yeah. He was yanking everyone. I, I love how the Pelicans looked. I love the Pelicans team. I really do. Ingram, Hayes, Herbert Jones, 
CJ, obviously. Larry Nance didn't do much in this game. Neither did Graham. But we we know what they're capable of. Um, and then Valachunas just... It was just lunchtime for him in this game. Yeah. Just easy. And he's underrated. He is. He's really, he is. He's, he's really gotten comfortable with his game since leaving Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. And he was good on... He was good in Toronto the last yeah. probably two years. He was good, but yeah. you're right. He's... He's gotten more comfortable. He looks more confident every time I see him. Yeah. That was the biggest thing in Toronto. It just wasn't confident all the time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Who who would you compare him to in, like, hi- historic terms? Like, Vladi Divac? I think he's better than Vladi. <laughs> but... <laughs> I've said a lot of people with that take. I mean... He is better than I can't body. think I of it off the top of my head because his his game his like off the way he gets buckets is weird. It is. He kind of uses his elbows too much, but it's like not a f- offensive foul very often. Yeah, I can't really explain. I like it and don't like it sometimes, but it works. And he has like a weird mix of being uh, athletic and not. Yeah, <laughs> like he looks heavy sometimes. And then all of a sudden he'll go up and like have a really vicious swing on the rim dunk, yeah. or like surprise you with like a free throw line to the basket drive He's, that blows past somebody. You know what his game his just his scoring game because obviously nowhere near the passer, but he yeah. he scores similar to Marcus All. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. A lot of similar like unorthodox physical moves. Uh, solid, kind of underrated as a spot up shooter. Underrated as a passer too. I mean, he's not as like you said, not as good as Mark, but he's he can pass. Yeah, he definitely can. Yeah, yeah, that's a good comparison. Okay, so Pelicans won. Um, Timberwolves won. Atlanta won. And who am I missing? Oh, Brooklyn won. So Atlanta and Cleveland. Last night? Yes. Fantastic game. Fantastic. Trey came out, beginning the game, looking like one of the worst point guards in the league. (laughs) Early. He looked terrible. That first quarter was bad. I think he had, um... Did he have four, three turnovers in the first quarter? I think... He had like three passes right to the other team, and then that one he thought he got fouled and just ran out of bounds. So yeah, he, and he started crying early on, which made it look worse. It did, and and that looks worse when Garland is on the other end eating you alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looked it looked scary for a while. I was like, "Yo, Atlanta's about to get ran out the court. Like, it's not gonna be a quick blowout, is it?" And luckily, got... they they hung around. The score never got too excessive. Yeah, I think it got up to... Biggest lead was 14 for Cleveland. Every time it got to double digits, Atlanta would quickly cut it to like 6 or 5, you know? Yeah. Yep. Atlanta um, had 25 bench points in this game. And that was thanks to DeLon Wright. No, not DeLon Wright. uh, Bogdanovich, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bogdanovich, he ate ate up. He ate up. You know who I also... finally coming off the bench. Finally, yeah. 
and he looks great. He looks like such a natural fit now. He does. Um, you know who also looked great is uh, Huerter. He did. Red he surprisingly, Velvet. he really picked on Garland like a number of times. Yeah. I was kind of salty. Like, you know, Cleveland had a lot of momentum, and then all of a sudden Huerter's hitting Garland with a step back. Yeah. I was like, whoa. And this, like, in both both of Atlanta's games, they started off kind of messy. Mm-hmm. And it's been the lineups without Trey Young that have either kept them in the game or, like, kind of elevated how they were playing. Yeah, and, and the veterans a lot of times. Yeah. Like, Gallinari, in this game, in the first half, was keeping them in the game basically single-handedly to me. Because um, they couldn't hit tough shit shots. except for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then they're just a second-half team. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I mean, you think you're doing great against them, and then third quarter comes, and here they come. They take off every time. And I love I love how everyone steps up as Trey Young gets going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they clear out, and then... When he drives, and Trey is one of those guys I like that he never, he's never too hot to hit some hit the open guy, never. Yeah. Like it, he thinks he could hit six straight shots, and he'll drive if you're wide open. He's gonna hit you, and you know, and that's how the momentum builds, and everyone else gets hot too. Yeah. So. And I really like all their guys who spot up. Like Hunter's the one exception. He's kind of, he's. He's kind of hot and cold. Yeah. But all their other guys are great playing like stretches without the ball and then still taking big shots. They are. Absolutely. And it works so well. Yep. I will say another thing that kept uh, Atlanta in the game that they lost was Capella. Yeah. That oh. was – I was really surprised at how like guys stepped up outside of that especially considering he was pretty you could tell pretty early on that he wasn't going to come back yeah yeah Okongwu uh stepped in and I mean he is so energetic man he's one. he's I, I mentioned to you earlier he's one of my favorite backup bigs in the whole league yes he just gives you everything you need in a backup and he can score better than he does but he just does what the team needs. If the team exactly. doesn't need him to score, he doesn't. He's so self-aware of like what the team needs from him. Yep, he and is. Again, another good role player, man. Atlanta's roster is, is well put together. It is. It is. And, you know, they're, they're in this now, and they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. I do. I personally still think they're one player away, not named John Collins. I mean, when they get him back, I still think they're one player away, but hey, they can prove me wrong. I Gladly prove me wrong. Yeah, and, and they're a good challenge. for Even if it wasn't Miami, whoever would have been the one seed, uh, it would have been a tough first round. Yeah, yeah. But I can't, and this will be, I guess, the last point. Um, I can't let the coaching criminality slide from, from J.B. Bickerstaff. Oh no, we still got to talk about Cleveland a little bit. So we got to get into Cleveland, and that was my biggest takeaway from Cleveland. Very bright future. Yeah, 
But I thought J.B. Bickerstaff threw away uh, their chance to be an eighth seed by being too confident in his own roster. Mm. I would agree. They only went, what, eight off the bench? I mean, you know, they only went eight deep. I'm not mad at the rotation so much. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he's, he kind of got too excited watching how good they looked in the first half. Yeah. So you know what he decided? He said, yo, we are strapping Trey Young right now. Mm-hmm. We we can hold him down. We're about to come out there in the second half. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to switch. Did you see Trey's? Yeah. It looked, Trey like lit up as a person when he saw Biggs getting switched out onto him. Then they started just doing the fake screens where like someone just stands there and like yeah, just just, t- touches the dude yeah, so they switch, can switch. Just switch. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, just stand here so you can switch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I'm watching. Put marking in out there, and Trey would cook him. Cook him, and yeah. it's no adjustment. No, like, all right, let's double, man. Let's make Hunter beat us. Like, yo, Hunter was not going to beat you this game. No. None of their guys are going to beat you this game. The only way you could have lost was letting Trey Young go off. And that's exactly what you did. Because everyone else played good in the first half, other than Trey, really. Yeah. So the thing is, all we have to do is make sure Trey still keeps playing bad in the second half. And then... Obviously, they didn't do that. You allow like Markin had hit shots. He didn't strap anybody. No, he why played great you, on offense. But... Why would you let him get switched out on an island? Right. I could have told you Trey Young would have had a thirty-point half if Cleveland's bigs were guarding him eighty percent of the time. Yep. Yep. That was bad. And they also didn't really give Garland a lot of one-on-one time on him either, because they put Levert on him even in the beginning of the game. And, uh, you know, they kind of went with Herder on Garland and Levert on Trey instead of uh, them going head-to-head. I mean, in the second half, that kind of sets you up for switches anyway because now – because you you think, okay, well, Levert can guard uh, Hunter, so go ahead and make that switch opposed to, like, if Garland, if you were having Garland switch to guard Capella, you wouldn't you wouldn't do that switch. You would tell Garland go over. Right. You know what I mean? So they got to your point. He got confident with Levert staying on him, and then being able to switch off because Levert can guard more people. So I've watched Levert, uh, you know, his entire time in the league. When has he been a defensive assignment guy? Never. Not one time have I looked at Laverne like, yo, let me put him on the other team's elite player. But they didn't really have a choice in this game. It's not that it's not. I'm not mad at the matchup. Oh, oh, yeah. But it's just like, yo, you were in the first half. You were you were switching up your defense. You were going to zones. You were doubling yeah. Trey. You were putting different people on him. Yep. In the second half, we're just switching everything. That's so lazy. Yeah. And it made yeah. it made uh, Cleveland's bigs look bad because Allen really didn't have an impact in the second half. Markinen still scored a couple points, but they didn't have any impact. Right, you're right. You're, you're definitely right. Um, were you impressed by anyone on Cleveland? Not like extensively. No, everybody kind of played to my expectation. 
Markin played. I thought he shot better than I. I mean, he shot better than I thought he would. But I mean, they were giving him a lot of open looks. Mobley, um, Mobley stepped up defensively in the second half. Big after Capella was out, I think Mobley kind of. Uh, he made some really big defensive plays. But like I said earlier, man, if he just gets some swagger in his game, some more like. It's just a little stiff right now. Yeah, he just looks like a robot out there. Yeah, he needs like two, and his like he, even some of his scoring moves look awkward. Yeah, he just needs a couple years to to really similar to like Valanciunas get comfortable. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, but as you mentioned, um, this is the end of the end of the road for them, but they do have a bright future. Yes, I think once they just get healthy, I think I'm not sure yeah. if they need anything. Just uh-huh. get everybody healthy. I'm not either. I honestly, they, they look pretty good. Yeah. I also really liked uh, Rondo and Love coming off the bench for them. Yeah. Two. Uh, they kind of composed them. Every time they struggled, those two guys kind of settled things down, showed leadership. Two Hall of Fame vets. Yeah. Coming in, yeah. Um. It now did um Chetty Osman did he just get. He just fell out of the rotation, or did he get hurt? And like he played that... in the first game a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, he did, but um, very. Low. I mean, like overall, was he coming back from an injury, or do they just not need him? They're not playing much. I, I I just don't think they need him much. I didn't see Lamar Stevens out there either. No, and he he played good during the season. Yeah, yeah. Dean Wade and Sexton were out. Okay. Um. So. It doesn't look like John Collins is going to come back. Um, I'm hearing he's on blood thinners now because he was having a hard time healing from his injuries. Uh, are you worried for Atlanta at all? Um, I mean, if I mean that doesn't sound good. Obviously, I'm not a doctor, but that does not. That sounds concerning. Yeah, you can't really play with those um, on the blood so. thinners. So. I mean, they're not really a contender without him. <laughs> right. That's the that's the big I mean, issue, fringe, especially against. I don't know if they're capable of being a contender with him, but I know they're not without him. Right. Right. And then Miami without him is just going to be a disaster, I think. And especially with Capella, yeah, uncertain yeah. if Capella's coming back, and, and that looked bad. Hopefully, even it if it's just a hyper extension, which it normally is, never just that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's gonna be out for a, at least the first half of this series. Yeah, and that's a minimum of two three games for Miami. Yeah, that's bad. And Trey Young bad. is gonna have to be way better than what he's been, which has been like almost forty points. Yeah, he's gonna have to at least look like he's gonna get sixty every game. He can't not be get me- sixty, but look yeah, like it. he can't come out the gate messy too. Right, like if he turns the ball over like he did against Cleveland, yeah, man, no dude, Duncan, you, you let at that point like Lowry and Duncan Robinson are going off. Yeah, you got no chance. Yeah, and you got guys in open court, Jimmy. If Oladipo plays, Oladipo, those guys in open court, it's a wrap. Easy it's buckets. Over. Yeah, and Harrow. It's over. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Pelicans. Clippers was last night, the late game. Um, 
it was a lot of back and forth in this game. No Paul George. Uh, Reggie Jackson did play fantastic. Uh, Marcus Morris did play pretty good. Uh, but they caught that L, man. Brandon Ingram, CJ, they're looking like a dynamic duo, low-key. I mean, when they get Zion back, I could see them... I could see them getting to the Western Conference Finals in their future. Not next year, but in their future, if Zion comes back for them, which I'm not so confident about anymore. I'm very nervous about that situation. And I really, I'm with you on everything you just said. I mean, New Orleans looks like a team that currently, the roster we're seeing has a bright future. Yeah. I mean, Willie Green showed that the team listens to him, responds to him. They're in a good position to take a step forward next year. And they don't even, like, get all of, like, get everything out of all their players. Like, they have Garrett Temple way down the bench, who is a capable player. Not not saying he's going to come in and, like, save any games. Yeah. But he's been a capable role player his whole career. Uh even Devontae Graham, who has been in and out with injuries, but he's kind of fallen out of the rotation now because guys are hot. But I could see next year him stepping back into the rotation and being a big piece for them because we saw what he did in Charlotte. He was great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, I don't have much to say about this game. Just a tough game. Clippers, obviously, the injuries and uh, COVID, obviously, it's just... It is what it is. Yeah, yeah it's tough, man. <clears throat> I mean, the Clippers, uh, it's honestly, like, next year is PG's and Kawhi's last chance. Oh, for sure. <laughs> if they make it. Right. Yeah, because I'm not so confident that they even make it next year together. Can you remind me what Kawhi's injury was? It was like a fracture, right? I, uh, We'll never know, man. You know what's I've, weird? I've I mean, never understood a Kawhi injury in my in his yeah, entire career. Yeah, beyond the fact that every single injury he's had, the timeline's been way longer than normal. Yeah. Uh, so maybe he has the worst like pain tolerance in NBA history. Yeah. Or, like, why did we know as soon as he was out in the playoffs? I feel like we knew almost like within the next couple weeks. That he was missing this entire year. <laughs> well, why is that weird, though? I just, like, I thought there would be a good... It, he had a good timeline of... Even if the injury was really serious, he had, like, eight, nine months to oh, potentially get healthy. And I know now it's too late, but, like, it wasn't even a, a topic the last month of the season. Right. Of him potentially coming back. Right. Um, this says uh, sources two times finals MVP Kawhi Leonard is unlikely to play in the NBA playoffs his camp and the Clippers brass are in disagreement as to Leonard's availability for the playoffs this has led to growing frustration between uh, from both sides you're joking no this is from uh, April 15th this is from yesterday here we go again, dude. Good thing they're going home early. Yeah. Give them an extra long 
long time. Battle of L.A., by the way. That lived up to the hype. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, man. It's just weird. And I guess you have both extremes on either side here with the Pelicans and Zion. Yeah. This is also, there's disagreement between whether he's ready to go or not. Uh, and I haven't seen... Which side says what with him? Because it seems like, based on what he does in practice, I would think that he, that the team believes he's ready to go. Because he seems to be doing live one on one in practice. He seems to be running the plays. He's doing three sixty dunks. He's doing dunk I think, contest dunks in these clips that we keep seeing. Yeah, so I it seems like the team believes he is ready, and maybe he. He thinks he's not. I don't know. I or vice versa. You. I, don't I couldn't know. tell you. But the what I'm nervous about is that this, like, we've seen shit like this. Yeah. And, and obviously, the specific examples don't come to mind, but I could definitely see him, like, throwing under the organization under the bus to get out of there. I could too. You know, the easy like, oh, I didn't like how they managed my injury. I didn't like they didn't listen to what what I was telling them. You know, he'll yeah. he'll play himself as the victim to get out of there. But and go where? Oh, I I have no idea. But it, we keep th- getting that's reports my... that he he doesn't like New Orleans. Yeah. And but the thing is like, okay, like who's picking Zion up him not having played him playing like 25 games this whole career? I I don't know. That's why so that's why we, we have to get to the bottom of who's like who's making the decision for him not to play. Right. And it's really shady to me that we don't have a clear idea of that. Cuz it hurts both teams. I mean, it hurts both sides, him and them. Yeah. So it is strange. Very strange. Okay. So now that the playoffs are set, let's get into it. Get into the matchups. You want to do all of them? Um. Well, the one and eight matchups. I'm not really. I don't really have much to get into. Okay. You think they're both gonna be sweeps? Yeah, maybe five games. Okay. Uh, I think New Orleans can give Phoenix a, a good a good run. Is Cam Johnson still out? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe if Cam Johnson's out, but even then, I doubt it. Yeah, it, it would be tough. It would take a lot from the Pelicans. Their, their dynamic duo, which is emerging, but <clears throat> more than yeah. even they've already showed. Yeah. Um, Brooklyn and Boston is very interesting. Probably the most interesting matchup in the East. Yeah, objectively, yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, um, it's the hardest to hardest to predict for me. Because we have four guys in this that are, you know, complete supernova players that can get hot and change the yeah. yeah, change the entire game. Yeah. I will say if Robert Williams was playing, I would I would think the Celtics would handle them easily. Hmm, okay. Um, five games? Yeah. Six maybe? Maybe six, just because KD, you know, I'm sure KD will dominate at least two. Yeah. 
Um, but to me, like, it's weird because somehow Boston has more pressure on them. Why you say that? They've been, they've played like a contender for the second half of the year. Right. And outside of the, like, the, the you know, the people that just have strong opinions, to me, yeah. to me, all the serious basketball opinions that I've talked to think mm-hmm. that the Celtics should beat them pretty easily. Mm. Mm. Okay. I, I can see that. I can see there's a little more pressure because I think that the Celtics battle into that spot. Because they're in that spot, I, I do think that um, gives them more pressure because they are the highest seed this time. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but, hey, we saw it. Was that last year? Saw it last year? Did they play last year? Yeah. Yeah, first round. Because T- Tatum had like the, two the 50 point 50, games or yeah. whatever. The one, the one they won, he had like 50 something. I remember. Yeah, and then he had a big game, one game they lost too. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And then I don't think Jalen Brown was playing that game, that series. Nah, he, I remember he got hurt right before. Right. And they, they have just a better roster in general now. Uh, I'll go Boston is six. I'll say Boston is six. They got the the home court. What do you think the X factor is in this one? If you had to pick one thing, is it like a player? Is it a certain play style kind of thing? I think the X factor is how many assists Kyrie has per game. Just Kyrie, nobody else. I think if Kyrie, okay, I think if Kyrie gets double digit assists. They win every game. Every game he gets double-digit assists. Oh, dude, no question, oh, for sure. What? Then that's, that's like, it. Yeah, that's like me. He's saying, not gonna like yo. If Tatum gets fifty, they'll get the dub. <laughs> Tatum can get fifty. They can get blown out. To me, he's just like Kyrie doesn't get double-digit assists. Like that's not his thing at all. So him getting that, well, yeah, for sure. I think if his assist numbers are high, I'll say if he yeah, gets more than point. six assists, that's a good point. They're, they're gonna be really hard to beat. Because Kyrie can get 50 and them lose, too, easily. Oh, yeah. They could have him and Durant can combine for 80 and then lose by 20. But so. I do like sometimes Kyrie embraces the kind of the Trey Young thing of, like, I'll drive and see where everybody is. He does. And their ball and movement looks a lot better when he does that. They're hard to beat when he does that. Right. And Kyrie, he'll get into the lob game. He'll drive and yeah. hit Claxton and yeah. uh, Drummond. So... When he does that, and when he plays like an actual point guard, oh, they're they're really hard to beat because I don't expect him to go crazy scoring wise with Smart guarding him the whole game. I mean, he still could get he can give Smart fifty, but I don't think it's gonna be. It's gonna be a lot of work. It's gonna be a lot of work. Yeah, it's not gonna be an easy fifty. Yeah. So if he realizes that and says, "Okay, let me get guys open and hit guys." If Patty Mills comes in and can get some good shots off with Kyrie out there, guys like that, um, I, I think they would be hard to beat. I'm, for Boston, I don't. I think they just have to play their game. Yeah. Play good defense. Do what they do best. I think. What's your X factor? Um, does KD want to defend? Mm. Because to me, to me, when Brown and and Tatum, and it's probably going to be one or the other most of the time. Yeah. But when one of them starts 
going torch mode, it can't be Bruce Brown on him. It can't be <laughs> Seth Curry or even Kyrie on him. Seth Curry can't guard anybody in this on Boston. Right. Right. So, so they that, already that, don't they're already a bad defensive team and they don't match up well. Right. To me, KD's got to do that thing, and he only did it in Golden State when he didn't have to carry the offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's got to step up defensively. Out of every team in the East, Boston has the most players to play KD. That's also true. Because, I mean, I've seen Smart lock KD up from, you know, three-quarter court. Not saying once KD gets in the paint, obviously it's a wrap. But Smart makes it hard for KD to bring the ball up court. I've seen Tice switch off onto him and get in his shot. Yeah. You know, I've seen Robert Williams block his shot. So, I'm, obviously, I'm not saying guys on an island. You know what I'm saying. I'm not saying KD could take Tice on an island and Tice makes it tough for him. I'm not saying that at all. But I've seen guys, this team is probably the only team that can really switch with KD and not be like, oh, it's an easy bucket every yeah, time. I agree. Horford has, you know, he stays in front of guys pretty well. Uh, <laughs> Derek, Derek White looks like he's playing good defense sometimes, but he doesn't play good defense to me. So I think he may be the biggest weakness. I feel Le- like I'm missing some. That's what Levert mi- did on Trey Young, by the way. Right. I feel like I'm missing somebody on Boston. You know, you're missing the um, my guy. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> The light skin dude. That sucks. Who? The the big man, Grant Williams. <laughs> it's a rap for Grant no, honestly, Williams. Honestly, honestly, he's guards. looked he's looked like a the the second half of the year that as they've yeah. played a lot of their best basketball, he's looked like yeah. a very capable rotation player. He has. He doesn't he go can, out there and do nothing or, like, just stay in front of guys and still let them eat. Right. He's actually getting stops. He's much more consistent hitting shots. And he has better chemistry with starters. He does. And he can guard everybody but Kyrie and Durant on on uh, Brooklyn. But you know they're going to put him on Durant. <laughs> Which and is going to be a disaster. As, Durant, I, as Durant's getting easy pull-up after easy pull-up, I'll be texting you like, yo, come on, we knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I always forget Boston doesn't really have any guards other than uh, Derek White now. So yeah. that's why I was like, man, I know they got someone else that they put in there. I just couldn't remember who it was. Well, Pritchard will probably play good minutes, too. Uh, Seth better eat. (laughs) Patty Mills better fucking eat when he's in the game. They won't let him, though. Brooklyn doesn't let Patty Mills eat. I mean, sometime. If Kyrie's going to be in assist mode, Patty Mills might Oh, yeah, he's in assist mode. You're right. The X factor comes back. You're right. Yeah, and that's really, end of the day, if he can get some assists... They're going to be tough to beat, for sure. Because then, then, very unlikely, Seth Curry gets zero in 30 minutes. Right. Seth and Patty, if you give them more than two or three shots, they're going to get. They're going to start hitting them. Uh, Milwaukee and Chicago. Damn. I feel bad for Chicago on this one. 
Bad draw for Chicago. Bad. Awful. Um. This is a sweep. I'll, I'll say it right now. I'll go Chicago in one game. One game, DeRozan gets 50. They have they rally. And it won't be enough. <clears throat> uh, Greek Freak gets in foul trouble. Something like that. I'll give him one of those. Okay. Just if one. Greg Freak gets in foul trouble, maybe. But even yeah. then, with the way Holiday has stepped up, the way Middleton's shown to step up. Yeah. Like, I, I honestly, I could easily picture Milwaukee not losing a game the entirety of the playoffs. <laughs> it's probably not going to happen. I can picture happen. that, too. It's probably not going to happen, but of all the playoff teams... Uh, they're gonna Milwaukee lose the. Is the only one capable. They're gonna lose a game to whoever wins the Boston and Brooklyn series. They have to lose at least two games to one of them. Yeah, you're probably right. And it and maybe they'll, maybe they'll just do you know gentlemen sweep. But uh, Boston, yeah, I completely disagree on Brooklyn. They're for sure sweeping Brooklyn. No, <laughs> for sure. No way. You heard it here first. If if Brooklyn gets past Boston and gets to Milwaukee, good year. You had a good run. Four games. Yeah, what if Ben Simmons is there? Still sweeping? Dude, if if Ben Simmons actually steps on the court, I'll I don't know, dude. I don't I don't know what the fuck is gonna happen, but yes, still a sweep. <laughs> Uh, My prediction doesn't change at all. Ben Simmons does absolutely nothing in the Boston series. If he plays, if he doesn't, I don't think he changes anything. I don't think he comes out there ready to to defend. That's what I'm saying. Two superstar all stars. I think he has a better chance in Milwaukee. I mean, not not if he's going to come out there and guard Greek Freak, but if he comes out there and guards Middleton. I think he has a better a better shot of contributing in that game than he does in the Boston series. Okay. Because they're gonna put him on either Brown or Tatum, and it's there's no way you can not play for a year and and come out your first game guarding one of them, two All Stars, pretty much Hall of Famers, future Hall of Famers. You know, uh, there's no way. I like what you're saying, and you know, like. You could change my mind if you make a good point, but not on this. Not on this. Milwaukee is sweeping them. I don't. Joe Harris could come back and be and have a fully functional, healthy ankle, and it wouldn't matter. <laughs> nah, Nash could Nash could wise the fuck up and put Blake Griffin back in the damn rotation, and it still would not matter. But how do people like Blake Griffin and Rondo like? How do, why do they stay on these teams that don't need them? I mean, Rondo plays for Cleveland, but they don't need Rondo. They only he's only there because Sexton is hurt. As soon as Sexton gets back, we'll never see Rondo again. Yeah, but Garland has a good relationship with him, so that kind of makes it a little more meaningful. Why does Blake waste his time on Brooklyn? I couldn't tell you. Like these are the guys he wants to take them take him to the championship. I don't know. I mean, go back to Phoenix and play with CP. He could. He'd probably get more minutes there, too. (laughs) He'd eat in a lot of other places. Just based off the little bit he's played for Brooklyn, I've seen enough to tell he would eat on another He could go to other places and eat that he doesn't fit in. 
He could go to the Clippers and eat. He could go to Chicago and eat. Oh yeah, that's a fit though. That that's a good fit right there. Well, yeah, you're right. He doesn't fit the Clippers. He probably would like have the most threes of his career on the Clippers. And he got right assists. Yeah. Point forward, Blake. All right, moving on. Milwaukee's gonna work. Chicago. It's gonna be fun to watch still, but yeah, I feel bad because I liked Chicago this year. I thought they were really good. They fizzled out. Injuries hurt them so bad. They couldn't find a good power forward, and they're playing as the best power forward in the league. So, uh, Philly and Toronto. Do you have much to say about them this game, this series? Yeah, I think Toronto's winning it. How bad? Seven games. Okay. Not it's not gonna be it's gonna be a fight. I'll say Philly in six. <laughs> I I do think Toronto's gonna win both the home games. I think you, you talk about Chicago drawing a bad matchup. Harden drew a bad matchup. <laughs> You're Harden. <laughs> You've been dogging Harden lately, man. He sucks. He does. But he's still a threat on the team. Like, he, no one is helping off Harden in this game. Okay, but you're not worried about him. Dude, they're not going to leave Harden open. But Harden That's enough to be still, worried about him. Even though Harden's been trash, he still takes away from how good Tyrese Maxey can be. He's That's still, a he's, he has He has taken the soul of every other guard on that roster. Is that inaccurate? <laughs> Tell me. I don't know. I he's haven't seen made, the, seen him play enough to say he's that. He's made Doc Rivers a Los Angeles Laker coaching candidate, and he hasn't even been fired yet. That's true. I mean, what else do you need to know? <laughs> Harden, Harden, in his own uh, words, does not care what happens. I think Harden will surprise you in this series. Okay. Only you, if no one else. Okay. Only you. I, I would think love he would to see that. You. I would. I would. I'm. I will come on here if in three games Philly's dominating largely thanks to him. I'm coming but, on here and loving every moment of it. I think if Philly dominates at all, it would have to be thanks to him, in in certain in some way. No, I, I think Embiid could win this series by himself. Yeah, but Harden's gonna be out there. You think Harden? Can uh, negatively affect the game and them still and Embiid still win the series by himself? No, <laughs> that's what I mean. I think no. Harden will have to have some positive impact. Yes. It may not yes. be a lot, but it'll have to be some. If he's still a, an assist guy and he's not, I just it's the three for eighteen that kills me. You know what I mean? Like the 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 four for like twenty games. He's he's won MVP playing like that. I get it, but shooting <laughs> like like twenty eight percent. Gotta fucking do something different. Turnovers. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I got I got Philly in six. You got Toronto in seven. So I think uh, Siakam. I think Siakam will dominate this series. Is Tobias playing? Maybe. Was he hurt though? He was hurt. Was... Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, Dallas and Utah. 
That game is today. Is that Luca's like... not playing? That's in two hours, I believe. Yeah, I was gonna say it's one of the earlier games. This is a wrap. If Luca's not playing the first two games, Utah sweep easy. Hey man, strain caps are no joke too. Easy sweep. Strain caps. It's hard for me to believe. I mean, I've seen crazy things. I remember Ibaka had it when he came back for OKC, and that was shocking. Yeah. Like every nobody considered him to even be back, and all of a sudden he's in the starting lineup. Maybe this happens here, and that'll be fucking awesome. Yeah. But hypothetically, yeah, this is a wrap. Yeah, because if he misses the first two and they go to Utah, no way, Dallas. No way he comes back and wins in Utah. There's no way. But that's, I, I'm with you completely, but I, I look at it a different way. Okay. Because of it being a wrap, nobody's mm-hmm. under more pressure than Utah in the first round. That's true. Like, this, if this is even a battle, Utah looks bad. I agree. Because, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at all these teams that have been in the playoffs. Some teams haven't. Utah has had probably the most playoff failure in the last 10 years. Yeah. I mean, and they've been contenders for the last three years, probably. You mentioned, since Donovan's been you there. mentioned I've been dogging Harden uh, probably excessively. Mm-hmm. The one team he dominated when he was in the Western Conference consistently in the playoffs, Utah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Utah, I mean, we. I don't need to get into the history of the blown leads. Quinn Snyder is in Terry Stott's territory right now for me. Completely with you, but it's so bad to me. Like, it's one thing if you're playing Phoenix, and Phoenix is way better. You've played teams you were very capable of beating. Right. And you you threw it away. Yeah. I mean, in Donovan Mitchell's own words, it's the same shit. Mm -hmm. Literally the same shit. Yep. I just, like, I don't think they're beating whoever they get in the second round. Yeah, it would be Phoenix. It would be Phoenix, which is a wrap to me. <laughs> yeah, it would be but tough. But there's no if they If they struggle with Luka-less Dallas, if they struggle with Spencer Dinwiddie and Jalen Brunson. Yeah. Oh, dude. I'm not even, I'm not even talking about them next year. They would have to get out coached to lose this. And I mean, they to could. Lose, to struggle in this. Yeah, they could, yeah. That's that's what kind of makes me worried is I could see it happening. And there's, to me, there's, so far in all their failures, Donovan has not, does not deserve a speck of the blame. It's everyone else but Donovan, and, which is yeah, which is really yeah. bad for a franchise yeah. to me. I don't if even want to talk about... If your best player is playing up to his potential and you guys are still bad... All the it's time. everyone else. It's specifically yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. It's all the time in the playoffs. Not to mention, yeah. because Donovan Mitchell has to backpack the team, he limps out of every playoff run. He does. I mean, you're not even keeping your superstar healthy. You gotta like take him out on a stretcher after every run, because he is because he's that much of a warrior that he'll play his hard out every game to try to win the game you shouldn't shouldn't have to do that to me to me this playoff run is a showcase to like why donovan should even want to stay there if he should right yep 
Okay. Uh, so you got Utah. You got a sweep, though? Five games. Five? If, okay. I will say if Luka comes back before game three, I'll mm-hmm. still give Utah the edge in seven. Seven? Yeah. No way. If Luka comes <laughs> back and it's not 3 0, yeah. seven games. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you if you, that happens to Utah, they have to they have to blow it up immediately. Everybody except Donovan is available. Well, like I I could see them getting somewhat of a pass if Luca comes back and is just unstoppable, because that could also happen. And like it's hard to it's hard to knock Utah for that because he's done that a lot. But but him being unstoppable shouldn't. I mean, Gobert still has to play well. Conley still has to play well. Donovan is still is going to play well. Yeah. It, him being unstoppable it still shouldn't affect the games to the point that they lose the game. To me, I mean, I'm picking Utah in seven. But to be honest, in any scenario, if it goes seven, I'm probably yeah. picking Dallas in the game. In the in game seven. In game seven, yeah. Yeah. In any scenario, I, I would I would agree with that, especially because they'll be in Dallas. Yeah. Which is really bad uh golden state denver i know you got a hot take here i can feel it coming what you think i'm picking the upset right here denver in five stop denver is not that good just because i like denver a lot does not mean they're that good (laughs) denver in six no really what you got here i got golden state in six I think Denver beats them in Golden State. So, so I think so you, I think seven? I, I'm very curious to see how Steve Kerr plans to contain Jokic. Mm-hmm. Because Steph is limping into the series, so you know I don't know how explosive they'll be. Yeah, uh, he might. Is he playing Game One? Uh, he's probable. I don't know. I, I again because he's not healthy. Clay has been hot and cold. Um, like I don't really picture the sweep scenario for Golden State. Right, me either. Denver is one of the most experienced teams, just as far as their roster already having a lot of playoff games together. Yeah, yeah. So they. Of all the teams they they could have gotten, Denver's probably the worst team that they have to play in Golden State. Right. So to me, the the tools are there for Denver to get the upset because Golden State has no individual answer for Jokic. That's true. So if he's if he's locked in, if he, he's ready to go, and if a couple guys step up, it's no problem. So what you got? I got Denver in seven. <laughs> okay, Denver in seven. Denver in seven. This is not going to be an easy, easy series for either team, though. Even if it's, no, even it's if not. it doesn't go a lot of games, they're not going to be easy mm-hmm. games. I agree. I agree. I, I, I do think it's going to be tough for both teams. Um, I definitely, I think Denver's going to have a hard time beating Golden State in Golden State, but I do think it's possible. Uh, I, and Golden State has everyone but Wiseman, I believe. So, 
Uh, Even if Wiseman's Steph, there, like that's said. not an answer for Jokic. No, it's not. It's not. But it, it makes it easier for Draymond to guard Jokic and not have to guard somebody else. Yeah. Uh, with Wiseman. But Looney, you know, Draymond's going to have to guard his man and Looney's man. <laughs> I mean, Unfortunately. I will say the easy X factor here is Jordan Poole. Yeah. If he's if, Poole, if he's locked yeah. in and playing like he's played a lot this year, uh-huh. it's, it could be quick. I wouldn't be surprised. Cuz yeah. I I agree. I agree. If he can tw- if he gets 20 plus, it, I can't imagine Denver winning in that game. If Seth is starting and Poole comes off the bench getting 20 plus, yeah. it's going to be tough. I I think the other my X factor would probably be Wiggins in this game in this series. What kind of defense Wiggins plays? Um, is Wiggins going to be a one-on-one threat, or is he just going to be like a cutting threat? I think if he's a one-on-one threat, I think he gives Denver a lot of problems. But if he's just going to be like a, like a, you know, just a runner, open shot guy, I, I think he does nothing for Golden State. Doesn't help Golden State doing that. Yeah, I think Golden in this State, series. I think Golden State needs the role players to like be eager to contribute. Yeah, they they do. Like Denver could get away with that shit where some of their guards come out there and are just filling like minutes. Yeah. Uh, Golden State does not have that luxury right now. No, they don't. They don't. Porter has to come in aggressive. Wiggins has to be aggressive. Um, I yeah, think, they uh, all have to be aggressive. Compazzo is suspended, though, for the first game, right? Yeah. That's weird. I wonder if that'll affect them at all. Probably not, but he is like a good <laughs> Probably would have helped Golden State if he played. To he's, me. A, he's a weird guy because sometimes he's just like, he'll randomly have a really great game. Yeah. And I don't know if great that's going to Great passer. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen in this series, but it might throw he Golden State off. He can't check pool, though. Oh, like there's if... no way. If both benches are in there in the game, Campazzo can't guard anybody. But like maybe Damian Lee. If they yeah, if they put him on like Gary Payton, whoever they put him on, if they can't get that guy shots, yeah, that's it, true. It, it could kind of throw them off. They, I just think it could throw them off because Campazzo's such a weird like <laughs> momentum player, and he's everywhere. He's so yeah. running so fast all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. If they put him on Gary Payton and like they don't post Gary Payton up on him immediately, yeah. like they just let him chill on defense, then he could give him problems on offense for sure. Yeah, for sure. And the other other kind of weird thing is that the defensive stoppers that Golden State does have, like I shouldn't say stoppers, but the guys who are pretty good on defense, Porter, Wiggins, Gary Payton Jr., they don't have anyone to like. Like, they don't necessarily need their defense in this game. They just only need their offense. Yeah, man. I, I feel bad for Golden State because I feel like they, they're they going to have to battle, like, anybody that they play. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they're just too limited right now to dominate anybody. Yeah. Uh, like, I think if they had gotten Minnesota, that would have been tough for them. It would have been. Like, they're <laughs> going to have a tough time with any first-round matchup anybody in the playoffs so I, I just it's hard for me to get excited about them okay let, let's hit the last one memphis and minnesota 
dude, I have no idea what's going to happen in this. I think this is, again, these two seven matchups are the two best matchups in the playoffs to me. I mean, Golden State and Denver is a good matchup because it's two good teams. Yeah. But I, I'm leaning, I, we both lean towards Golden State in, a, in certain ways. Like, I don't lean towards anybody in this in this one. I don't really lean that much with Boston and Brooklyn either. But Memphis and Minnesota, it's like Minnesota is the perfect team to play Memphis in this situation. Yeah. They're young. They're uh, hungry. And they have, like, all the players that Memphis has that are good. Like, the same matchups on the other end. So... Yeah, I don't know, man. The only thing I do know here, obviously Morant is is a big deal, what, what he's doing, whether he's playing. <clears throat> the matchup of Dylan Brooks and Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. I think whoever dominates that probably wins the series. Mm. So you, you think uh, Brooks over Bain? Yeah, because as far as being the X factor, Brooks is more of um, he's more of like an all around scorer. Mm-hmm. Bain is more of and a Bain shooter, hits threes. Yeah, yeah, but but Brooks is like he attacks like guys who check him. He'll try to like yeah, he really get tough team lifting buckets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Edwards is the same kind of guy to be honest. So I think they're really gonna go at each other a lot. Yeah, and Brooks is a is a guy who also gets baited into playing one on one often in the game. Right. He'll do the tit for tat thing, and if Edwards is feeling it and Brooks is coming back at him, it, it could that could be interesting and it could change the game actually a lot. You got a good point there. We'll see what Beverly does with Morant. Uh, <laughs> he might get. He might make it much, but he might make it tough a game or two. I can see that. Yeah, I can see one game where Beverly makes a really clutch steal, or you know. I mean, now that we're in the playoffs, we'll. What I like about this is we'll get a good chance to deep dive Morant's shot selection. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's looked much better in the season, but you know the defense gets better, so we'll see if he falls back to some of the bad habits. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think the depth of both teams are even. I would say. Um, Towns and Jaron Jackson, I think, are going to be interesting. I don't I don't really see Steven Adams as, like, Towns' matchup in this. It's definitely it got to be Jaron Jackson, someone who's in a lot of people's Defensive Player of the Year candidacy. So um, I think he's definitely going to have to see how good his defense really is against uh, Towns, if Towns really brings it, you know. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, Towns is similar to Harden to me, where, mm-hmm. like, the team can succeed if you don't have a good game, but you can't right. be a negative. Right. Like, just, just be part of the team, make, you know, you know the role player plays, but you can't be out mm-hmm. there hacking. We can't be out there, you know, crying for fouls, not, not on the glass every play. Yeah, him jacking up threes in this game is is not good because Stephen Adams disaster. Stephen Adams is someone you cannot let easy rebounds go to. You cannot. 
because he'll he does that one hand catch. He'll turn and it's a dunk from Rant on the other end. Yep. He'll just throw it right off the rebound. Yep. No dribble, no look anywhere, but right up court and it's easily dunk. They cannot they cannot let Memphis <clears throat> get out in transition. It's over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, yep. And as good as as good and young and, and athletic as Minnesota is, they surprised me by not being a good transition team. As good as I think they should be, at least. Uh, so that is going to be something to look at for them. Uh, who gets in transition and who plays better in transition in these games? Who plays better transition D in these games? So, yeah, I'll go with. Uh, I'll go Memphis in five. Memphis. <laughs> With all that being said, <laughs> all that being said, I think I'll still take Memphis in five. But that this this one, I will say, the first game is going to really determine how I look at it um, for them. Because Memphis, I haven't seen Memphis play like a full game much this season. Just a few. Um, I haven't seen them much with Morant. Right, me either. Right, right. I've, I think I've seen Morant maybe twice this season. It was all early and that, in the year, too. Right, right. In Minnesota, I just watched and just saw, so it's kind of a it's kind of tough recency bias there. Um, but I'll go, based on how Memphis has played this season, I'll go them in five. I'm a little different. I think, well, my take, you know, I think Memphis in six. But mm-hmm. I think game two is going to be key for this one. Because <clears throat> I would mm, be surprised okay. if either team has a bad first game. Yeah, you know, Minnesota not having been in the playoffs and Memphis still kind of getting healthy. Yep. Uh, so I think game two is really going to determine the direction of like where the mismatch it is for either side, what the play style looks like. Mm-hmm. We will see. Um, so that is it for us today. We just want to make sure we got a playoff preview. We'll be back throughout the playoffs to talk about it. Um, I think this is going to be a really, really, really good playoffs overall. I'm excited. Yep. Uh, you got anything else to touch on? No, man. I had a ton of fun uh, watching the play-in. I think it's great. I, th- I hope they keep it going forward. Me too. Me too. It, it's so competitive. These guys, are really they really want to stay in the playoffs. You can tell. Even teams that are likely to be swept. They come out here and they play really hard yep. in these playing games. And it kind of, it really establishes if you had a good year or if you still have a lot of work to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, obviously you have a lot of work to do either way, but the teams that missed it, I feel like had more of like a failed season. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, again, it, it kind of, the play-in games give you a preview of if you're ready for the playoffs or not. Yeah. And some yeah. of the teams didn't look ready. Yeah, I completely agree. I agree. All right, thanks for listening. Uh, subscribe, follow us, all the good stuff. Uh, we'll see you again this week. And um, stay tuned. <laughs>